0: Kaios, fresh tongues. Kaios, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kaios. You can be saved. Acts chapter one. Acts chapter one verse one quickly turn. Let's take a shot from the scriptures and then we we'll pray for the sick. Acts chapter one, verse one. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Amen. If you're there, say Amen so you understand from these scriptures that accurate doctrine is first of all what is first of all what it is when you have done then you have the authority to begin to teach have you been teaching things that you have not been able to leave yourself these are the things that you lack authority to minister to the body of christ you see we have many people that is trying to teach many things that they have not submitted themselves long enough to the spirit of God so that he will work out that protocol in their life so that they will be living epistles what does it mean to be a living epistle it means that man doesn't need to read the scriptures to understand the realities of God because these dimensions are non-calcified in your day to day living are with me if you are with me say amen so when men talk about prayer say prayer they don't need to find out how to pray you know there was a time that the apostles spoke to jesus he said that we have seen the disciples of john that they pray. are you with me so because we saw them and we also saw you praying what did they say he said teach us to pray Particular endeavor was only necessary because a man was living first a lifestyle. Meanwhile, Jesus, have you ever out to look at that teaching curriculum that Jesus brought out? He said, When you pray, say our Father, who at, who is at where? Where are you from? Uh, yes. It is not our father that is from Anambra State. Our father that is from where? So, he is trying to make sit down. He is trying to make sure you understand that there is a circumference. There is an ambit. There is a boundary to even his explanations. Meanwhile, that is not my point. By Jesus making that statement and that teaching, listed how a man has to approach God in matters of prayer, so that you will be accurate. You will understand by that thing that Jesus did, that that lecture was not an afterthought. Is it an afterthought? Does it look like an afterthought? That means you already have the lecture and kept it one side. But decisions have not come. He began to leave his lecture. Turn to your neighbor, said, "Leave your lecture. Leave your lecture." He lived it so much so that a time came, the disciples said, "We are seeing you praying. Why are you praying and you are not teaching us prayer?" It was on that account that the Bible now said, in the book of Acts, chapter one, verse one, he said of all that Jesus began to what do and to teach. So Jesus is such a teacher. That before he begins to tell you to do anything he must have done it long enough and then received the authority to begin to teach it what are you teaching that you have not lived no wonder there is no authority men, men can shout and shout and tell you about prayer tell you about holiness tell you about many things tell you about power they have not lived that dimension and because of that it lacks the potency to cut into your heart you can hear them and leave you will not even make the decision to change your way. Because it is only what you have believed that you can tell people. So that beyond the words that you are telling them, there is a communication of reality into their spirit. Paul was coming to a city. He said, beyond the word of the grace, we come to minister to you our souls. That means the soul of this man is so configured. The Holy Ghost has so touched him that he believes that the ministration of his souls will have an impact in your life of all that jesus began to do and to teach this is the pattern of the kingdom that men will live a life so much so that they will begin to teach men to live the same life we see many people talk about many things that they have not lived do you know people can tell you about fasting prayer humility i have seen people that talk about humility that they are the most proud people on earth and they will preach it preach it let me tell you there is no authority in it in the kingdom we live because our call is not even to be preachers our call is to be a living apistice, a living epistle. men that have subjected themselves to the Holy Spirit long enough that when you cough it is, it is the Holy Ghost that coughs Jesus said I do nothing except what I see my Father in heaven do how many things are you doing that God didn't send you to do that is why you lack authority you lack authority to do things in the kingdom you lack authority to teach because the things you are teaching has not been sufficiently lived so that the hand of heaven will come upon you remember after the time that the bible says that this is my beloved son in whom I well please it was not the more for him to begin to teach that matter a time came another voice came from heaven he said this is my beloved son in whom I well please from now hear ye him he because he has lived that life long enough That he has become a voice. That his generation will hear. There are many men that are speaking. But they are not yet a voice. It was John that said I am the voice. That crieth in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Do you know how long it took John to be a voice? The Bible says that he was in the wilderness. at the time of his showing forth. Men that have not been in the wilderness. Doesn't have any authority. Doesn't have any business speaking to their generation. Because it is in the wilderness that you gain voice. generation will begin to crumble on their knees because you are speaking from a standpoint of authority authority that is gained from the government of the spirit the government of the spirit that is a result of your submission to his dealings so much so that any time you come at is no more you it was at that point that Paul reached he said it is no more I that liveth for Christ liveth in me can you make that statement he said I am crucified with Christ Nevertheless, I live. Yes, not I. The life I live, you wake up in the morning and then you eat. Who told you to eat? Who told you to eat? <laughs> I know you think he's not a big thing. You bought new shoes. Who told you to buy new shoe? Is this time for buying shoe? Some of you is even saving money. I don't want to strike you now. Let me beat you. Who told you? Who told you? You see, some of you are looking for mantles. The Bible said that Gehazi went and met his master. And then a man came from far place, Naaman, And when he finished, he said, Carry your gift and go. And then Gehazi went at the back and said, My master has changed his mind. Can you bring the gift? He took the gift. When he came back, Elisha asked him, Where did you go to? He said, I didn't go anywhere. He said, did my spirit not go with you when you left? He said, is this time to collect gifts? Come to your neighbor. Is this time to collect gifts? See, this is not time to put effort on it. The things said, what did Jesus die for? Did Jesus die for a car? Did Jesus die for first class? The people that got first class two one have you asked them five years? You need to ask them, go and ask the people that have left. They are not doing anything meaningful yet. And that's why you want to sleep with one stupid lecturer just to pass. You are a foolish person. You don't understand the weight of destiny. The day you understand it, you will know that nothing, nothing in this world can equate to a man that has lined up to his cross from heaven. That is a man that can die for it. They told Jesus, they said, they said they said they told Jesus, "Let's make you a king." Jesus refused to be made king by men, so that he will be he will be able to line up with God's dictate from heaven. I tell you that there are many things men can give you, just to shift you out of God's plan for your life. You reject it. Do you know why you reject it? Because you understand that greater is the work that God intends to do through your life than whatever men can offer to you. At that point, you are a man that understands that there is an inestimable superiority that eternal context over modernities, The Bible says that vanity upon vanity. Things that have been is what we be. Everything we see we fade away. But only things that are found in God. It was in that circumference that the preacher said that there is eternity that God has set in our heart. A hunger for things divine and eternal that cannot be quenched by anything except God himself. And only men that understand this thing are men that are strong. They call Jesus. They say, come, let's make you king. He said I don't need your kingship listen to me Nicodemus came and told Jesus no man can do these things you are doing except he is coming from God except God approved him Jesus said he must be born again and I began to wonder that your professor in class began to call you pastor that men in this campus knew you as the number one evangelist that you are a fire man. And then they began to hear you they come even asking for prayers that's what Nicodemus was doing because you need to know that Jesus was a young man but when they spoke to Jesus Jesus doesn't see the way you see the Bible was speaking about his anointing in the book of Isaiah chapter 11 he said that he will be of swift judgment for he shall not see like men see and he shall not judge like men judge that he has been granted a certain level of discernment to begin to separate from things that is mundane and things that is eternal. It was in this scope that the Bible said that them that are born again after they have been passed through the basic doctrines of Christ, the Bible says that these men have through use exercise their senses to do what? Discern between good and bad. It was on this platform, this perspective, this context, this circumference, this scope, that Jesus had to answer Nicodemus accurately. Because any other answer outside of the reality of Jesus would have meant nothing to him. It wouldn't have brought him to the point where he will be able to see into the kingdom. And he told him that the certain man, be born again, he cannot see. There is a capacity to see kingdom matters. Somebody can be in church for 1,000 years old. He has not been able to see into the kingdom. There are certain things people do. <laughs> we organize 10 hours, 18 hours prayer, fasting and all that. Somebody say, what will you be praying for, for two hours? I know some of you is even thinking like that. Do you know why you think like that? You have not been able to see into the kingdom. God will do surgery in some of your eyes. So that you'll be able to see into the kingdom. There is a way you behave when you see. The Bible said that a man that found a precious treasure, what did he do? He didn't say anything. He went and sold everything he had. I believe that when he was selling everything he had, people were saying he's foolish. These are men that don't have eyes to see. But the man has been granted sight in the spirit. He has by the power of God received new lenses and goggles. So, his sight is very far and very deep. He can see into matters that mere men cannot see. His, his sight is strong, he has the ego sight, and then he was able to see the very context of matters. The things that men bring low and travel life, he will never ever joke with it. He knows that his purity and his consecration is the basis of his power on earth. So, when men say, Let's come, let's hide behind me, so, let's hide me, they, you know, they say, I've not. I have not done the act, but you can kiss, you can touch, you can smooch. These certain kind of men have seen into the kingdom. And they know that this one is amortgaging my destiny in engaging in these matters. So when they see the thing, they run away. Not because they are afraid. Some of them, they will seem as if you are not a man. It's not about a man. You have sight into the kingdom. And you have decided that nothing mundane and fleshly. From the natural man, we have the capacity to lay hold on you. The Bible said he sold everything he had. Some of you think he's about money. No, he sold himself, sold his pride, sold his ego, sold his respect, sold his money, sold everything, sold his respect. So that he will buy into the kingdom. What are you willing to sell so that you will buy into the kingdom? Your lack of willingness is because you have not seen into the kingdom. The things that are heavy, the mightier things in God. It was in that aspect that Jesus knew that there is no need to explain to this man. The only thing we need to do to him is to perform a miracle. Say a miracle. A miracle of sight. (laughs) I tell you, the greatest thing you can do for a man in the kingdom is to perform the miracle of sight. That was why when Paul came preaching, he said that I have this prayer for you, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened because the things you don't see in the kingdom you can't trap except you see it you can't trap it in the next chapter he began to say that there is such a grace that god has granted to me he said that grace is the grace that makes all men to see how can a man see what you are saying you are talking but he's seen it it is understanding that makes men see what was spoken with the mouth so except capacity to open the eyes of men rests upon us again. Men will not receive the capacity to see into the kingdom. Meanwhile, the realities and the things that we preach about they are kingdom realities. So except a man comes into that circumference he cannot begin to live a certain lifestyle. He will not receive the government of God upon his life. The government the authority, the power these things are terminologies in the kingdom. There are phenomena that you can never see outside of the kingdom Oh, I don't have time when jesus began to talk in the book of acts chapter 1 verse 8 he said that ye shall receive power when but before then he began to teach them things pertaining to the kingdom that is to show you that anything that he's telling you about that power is only useful in the circumference of the kingdom so if you don't understand the kingdom first you are a man that is not qualified for power and the bible says that except a man be born again he cannot see in other words, the things that pertain to power and the great things of the kingdom is only reserved for men that have sight into the kingdom. How much can you see? That's how much you can have in the kingdom. I think you need to ask God to open my eyes that I might see. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, He said, Call upon me and I will answer. And I will show you greater mighty things that you know not. I said, If there are still greater matters, deep things in God, He said, John, come on, be there. You have been operating, we know you are a man of God, but there are things, dimensions, realm, weight in the spirit that Satan will see and he will begin to crumble. It was some of these things that Jesus embedded in his disciples. When they came out, they made the chief priests, they said, ah, 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 ah that these men have been with Jesus. This type of stature and grace, we only saw it in one man, and that man was Jesus it seemed as if jesus had the capacity to replicate himself they became afraid so when the men came to the city they said this man that turned the city upside down Yeah, here again may that be your testimony you reign forever your name is ever great you are the wisdom before time began you reign forever, your name is ever great. Oh my God. You are the wisdom before I began. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom now listen to me. In the days of the apostles, you don't need to ask who is a believer. Why? Because every single one of them is a living epistle. I want to ask, which school did they go to? Which school did these people pass through? that you didn't need to ask each and every one of them was an accurate representative of the things that is being spoken about there what school did they go to Huh? how long have you been born again my god imagine 15 years but these men are born most of them three and a half years some of them four years what are you? you are not becoming anything very fast. Haven't you noticed? That means the curriculum, the, the teaching curriculum, the manual, that the syllabus, something is wrong with the syllabus. I think we need to be humble. And that's why we sang that song. Swallow your pride. Come afresh to the school of the spirit so that if we teach you matters. You, have been, you, are, making, you are making progress but on the wrong path. No matter how fast you are moving on the wrong path, you will never end up where God wants you to be. Humility demands that you will draw back and begin to find the ancient path. The Bible says, where is the ancient path? There is a place where the eyes of the vulture have not seen. The lion's web has not trodden upon it. That is the ancient path of the spirit. Men tread upon it and they become they become patriots, monarchs. They become heavy men. They become kings. Lions in the spirit and it is not about age my friend the bible was speaking about a living he came before the council of elders and in those place the sons of the friends of job was in that place and he sat with those elders, and he heard them speak and after some time he said i gave old age time to speak and i respected gray hairs but after some time i found out that they didn't have the solution to what we are looking uttered the speech. He uttered a statement that I think you should think about. He said that there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Most High gave him understanding. So it means that the eternal one that is residing in you is the one that informs your operation. How old is the Holy Ghost? He is older than creation itself. And if it's true that the Spirit of God is older than everything created, I want to ask you, what can He not perform? What can He not do? What wisdom can He not furnish in your heart? It is on this basis that we sang this song. You Forever your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. My sister, there is a wisdom that formed you. It is that wisdom that informs your day to day living on earth. Anytime you become accurate with that wisdom, that's when God began to reckon with you. You see, the life that the believer is living is like a story that God is telling in the spirit. I so when you are, what you don't know is that as you are sitting in, as you are in this naked and in this that God is writing a story in the heaven. And you are the pen, you are the pen of the ready writer. So God is writing that story. Anytime you get, you get alignment, then God begins to write with you. So how long you have lived on this earth, according to God's perspective, is, is how long you have aligned to His purpose. How long have you been the pen in the hand of the ready writer? I want to ask you. Today you are going to cry. And you are going to tell God. I you know I have been away for many, many seasons. And then I think I'm living for you. I didn't know that you are not even aware of the life that we are living on earth. Many of you will appear before Jesus and He said, "Go, I don't know you. It was not because you are not born again. It's because you lived for yourself. You lived in self and flesh. You lived in the natural. The Bible says, I say unto you, ye are God, for you will die like men. Why will you die like men? When your reality in God is to be a king.